podcast is part of the Sports Social Podcast Network. Yes, guys, welcome back to episode 26 of the Callum Podcast. And this one is a big one. Arsenal have beaten City. We can break down today Kai Havertz's performance, the performance of Gabriel Martinelli, the midfield game-changing of Partey and Jorginho, Declan Rice as well, and of course the Bukayo Saka injury news, Arsenal potentially, how we're going to look after the international break and how we are in terms of the title race. As always, I am joined by Alex, not George today, but Alex is here, so I think, you know, it should be fun. What are you, what are you saying, bro? It's going to be great. Mate, how was the game? I'm so jealous. Yeah, it, it was crazy. John, I'll say one thing, though. I know the atmosphere might have sounded crazy on, on you know, from the TV and stuff. But in person, uh, it was nervy, very nervy. Yeah. And, and I think uh, we'll, we'll start off with this and David Rice's performance. Because you could, you could, just quickly though, you could hear that. I, th- I think maybe people will look back and think, oh, mate, that's another wild day at the Emirates. But like the sort of first half hour, especially, you can hear, yeah. you, you know, you can, on the TV as well, you can pick up individual voices and you can hear certain yeah. fans, you know, so. I was getting annoyed in the crowd, I'll be honest. Not, not me as in on the players, I was getting yeah. annoyed at the crowd being in the yeah, crowd yeah. because it, it, it depends on where you sit sometimes but I was sat in an area which is full of a lot of, of more older Arsenal fans season ticket holders that are, I think they expect they want performances and entertainment and stuff and you know in big games they want to see the passion they want to see you know that's why every time Rice makes a challenge it's like yeah, yeah go it. on it, yeah, it changes yeah. the momentum of the crowd but David Raya was really annoying the fans uh, especially where I was sat it was constantly get out of the pitch what are you doing what are you doing and I was just like listen I can see it and I kept seeing Mikel almost applauding Raya every time he'd almost make a mistake. And I was like, I get what you're trying to do. This is a part of the game plan. And it's it's living life on the edge. But, you know, at the end, it worked out for Arsenal. And after the game, there were still fans saying, you know, talking about his performance, saying, mm-hmm. oh, he was poor. But, you know, let, let's talk about David Raya. What did you make of his performance? And do you think it was a plan for Mikel Arteta? Well, the framework of the way we view the game obviously massively impacts how we what we take away from it. And I do think a lot of people who listen to the Sky coverage of this game will come away thinking David Raya had a terrible performance. And I think a lot of it will come down to, or a lot of the, the takeaways from this will be, yes, Arsenal were were poor and they, you know, neither side had a particularly good game, but they got over the line. That's not my takeaway, really at all. And I, and I appreciate the nerves in, in, in the game, but I honestly think that's fans projecting their nerves onto the players. I thought maybe David Raya was a little bit nervous, but the extent to which that's been overplayed, I think is crazy. And I think a lot of it's down to Gary Neville's commentary on Sky, which I was, you obviously didn't hear, but unless you've gone back and watched the Sky footage, but it was, it was, I would go so far as saying it was, it was unprofessional, like to, to the point where he was trying to create a narrative so hard around David Raya, where he did maybe one or two things. And he's going, oh, honestly, I've been on the pitch before the goalkeeper and I know that. It's like, mate, I get it. Like Sky need me. It's it's an entertainment package to them. Like it's a TV show, so they've got to make it interesting for those watching on TV. And I get that. And I appreciate also in in the, in the ground that the nerves from the fans could have been projected. But I actually, think if you take out out those two elements, I thought David Raya was okay. Right? He was okay. He had a for me a five six out of ten performance. He wasn't amazing. There was a few shaky moments. Obviously, the average thing. But I think broadly, I just spoke about it afterwards. He's, he's encouraged to do that. He's told by Arteta to wait, to wait, to wait for an action to commit. If you go back and watch it, he's got his foot on the ball and he's waiting for something. Mikel Arteta hasn't chosen David Raya like this. He's not done that. He's gone. Well, there's a reason why he wants David Raya. So I think we as fans have to go, right, what is that? And I think what you're seeing is a level of bravery from Raya, which Arteta spoke about afterwards, 
this fascinating clip, and I, I don't think we can go as far as saying this was about Ramsdale, but I don't know if you saw it, where he said sometimes when the crowd gets up like that, some players, they just kick the ball everywhere, but David didn't do that. Mm-hmm. He didn't say who, but I wonder. I do wonder whether it is in reference to Ramsdale. He was incredibly brave, actually, and I think you could look at it and say he wasn't nervous at all. I think he was a little bit because of the Alvarez moment. But I, th- I think a lot of this is instruction from Arteta. A lot of this is mm-hmm. him saying, wait, wait, wait. There's a moment just before the Kovacic second challenge where Riot is waiting for something. He holds onto it for probably 15 seconds and it's projected onto him that he's nervous. He's not. He's waiting for a City player to commit an action before he plays it. And eventually Rice uh, moves out the cover shadow. Then he plays in Rice and Kovacic makes a challenge. But what happens is people go, oh, they don't know how to find a way through. It's instruction. The goalkeepers, the, the keepers are telling you it's instruction. The, the manager's telling you it's instruction. Let's remove those filters. That all said... His long kicking wasn't perfect, but I I have a broader point around that anyway, in the sense that I think we're expecting this huge leap, but actually we can only go this much. We we, we just beat the best team in the world. How much better can we be? So we're looking at fine, fine margins. I think his long kicking is 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 a smidge better, but I think people are expecting us to go over the top and be incredible. I don't think we're going to see that. But he was fine. So I I don't know, this narrative that came out of the game about Raya, I, I, I don't back at all. Yeah, I think a lot of fans might look at that performance and go, like, this is why Ramsdale should be starting. Mm. I think it's the opposite for Arteta. He'll go, this is why I'm starting Raya. Because exactly. he didn't change the game Bang plan. On. Bang on. You know, he, he just kept it as it is. And that's why I kept seeing it, you know. I think it was a, an occasion in the first half, it was an injury, and he went straight over to Raya and he was mm. applauding him. He was like, keep yeah. doing it, keep and, doing it. And I, I'm sorry to cut you off, but I, I do want to say, like, I get it. Like, I fully understand if you're, if you're a... And I'm really not trying to generalize or, or or put these in broad brushstrokes, but I do think this is fair. If you're a fan who's watched Arsenal, let's say since like the late 90s, in terms of your football watching life, I've not got that sample size. So I'm I'm very much more open to new ideas. And I imagine when we're in our 40s and 50s, we'll look back and say, why aren't they playing out from the back? Because there's a new way of playing. Or why aren't they doing X, Y, and Z? You get used to a certain way of playing, right? So I understand those people in the stadium being like, just get rid of it. And, and I... I know the tendency is, especially for younger fans, is to kind of mock those guys. But I, I kind of get it. Like, I do get it. Yeah. I understand what they're saying. And actually, there's there are situations where you do need to get rid of it. But I think for me, it's more about, okay, I have what I think, but that honestly doesn't really matter. What what actually matters is what the coach is thinking. And you're bang on in saying that he is saying to Raya, you need to do these certain actions, wait for them to come in, and then you go. And I know I know it makes us nervy, and I get it but we have to try and understand what those fans are, what what the coach is actually trying to do. Yeah, I think there's been a change in perspective from, as you say, younger fans now. The older fans might be just used to seeing Arsenal win a win a game of football and they don't care how we play, it's just to get, yep. the, get the win. Younger fans now, we don't even just look at just wins. I think I'm, I'll speak for a lot of fans here they look at stats. Yep. They look at, did we win our next G? Did we make the most chances? Do we, yep. do we have more possession? Like they will look at fine details and, you know, as you said, it's evolution of fans, which is what it is. In terms of this game itself, I think something that helped Ryan in the second half was having an outlet on the left-hand side in Gabriel Martinelli. I think it was a fantastic stuff from Arteta. I think it was a force because Trossard was injured, to be fair, but in the first half, Trossard didn't have much of an impact. I think he was struggling to get into the game. Mm. Um, so let's talk about Martinelli's performance. And I think more importantly, the fear factor. Seeing Martinelli come on, we could instantly see how City changed their approach. Dropping a little bit deeper on that side, respecting Martinelli straight away. And I thought in the first half, they were pressing very aggressive because they kind of knew that if we went long on that side, Trossard, he wasn't going to really cause much issues. Whereas Martinelli and I are going, okay, look, this guy's a serious player here. And I think that's what Arsenal need more of is that fear factor. He gave it to us. So what do you make of his performance? He was terrific. He was terrific. He, he, 
you know, for someone who, I don't know what those quotes were after the game, but essentially that people were saying there's no chance Martinelli's going to be fit for City. No chance, no chance. Guy played yeah. 45 minutes and won the game for us. Like, you know, the the... I've come under some flat for my opinions on Martinelli. What I've, I believe there's going to be a time when Martinelli's position in the team is questioned. That's just my opinion because I think there's there's certain things he can he he can do to the best level of in our squad, and there's certain things that I see and I go, is there an error growth potential? I believe Martinelli will come out of that, but my my only prediction is that at some point he will he will have his his place questioned, which was the the question which was about Ramsdale and who's going to be the next the next one who gets Ramsdale or who gets Tierney. Um, and I think Martinelli will retain his place actually. But what he does have in abundance is an incredible energy, an incredible attitude, an incredible resilience. Um, and and you mentioned it there, the fear factor. At the moment, our, the best way of us getting uh, up the pitch is through carries. If you look at the numbers, we're, we're progressing. We're actually more progressive than we were last season, but we are progressing in a different way. We're progressing via carries rather than via passes. And our highest volume carriers are Sacra Martinelli. So when Martinelli comes on, Pep goes, okay, well, that's the outlet then because we didn't really have an outlet. So in a way, it was kind of the perfect game for Martinelli in a sense. And it's similar to the to the Vieira conversations I was having with um, on the pod a few weeks ago about like credit to him for what he did, but also the game was absolutely set up for a Vieira. So both things can be true. I think in this case, I was really impressed with Martinelli, but the game was also set up for Martinelli. I think City were willing to go for a little bit more of a transitional approach. So he sat back a little bit more. I think uh, Arsenal needed an outlet. So that helped. I think he was also bu- busting a gut and knew only had 45 minutes. He didn't need to, uh, and he was going at sort of, you know, slightly more tired defenders. So I think the game was absolutely set up for him, but that is to take nothing away from how impressive his performance was. When a player comes on and their first touch is a step over, <laughs> you, you know, they're feeling it. You know, and and look, I, I I completely understand people who like absolutely love him. I love him as well. I think one thing that stood out to me, and this is very particular, but it's a celebration. Now, it might just be over analysis at this point, but he bursts out straight away after scoring. Fantastic, you know, we scored, and you can see he's like, and he just calms down and pulls out a lovely knee slide, and it's almost like, like no, I'm that guy now. Kind of, there's not like oh, uncontrollably, I've scored a goal like against Liverpool. And I'm running around like headless Here chicken. Like, yeah, like it was this year. Like, he just slowed it down. He's like, yo, let's let's get that Instagram photo first. And then we can start celebrating after that. <laughs> um, and then look, I think look in terms of his performance as well, as you said, most of it. I think what I liked the most was the fact that he was just decisive, just t- take a shot interaction uh, how many times have we seen Arsenal in a, in a final third recently without Martinelli's impact where we're just kind of passing in a U-shape just keeping yeah. the ball simple and not actually taking a shot off and yeah. it, you know it was a it was a lucky shot but it was a shot that you took and Arsenal, Arsenal win again because of that and if we go on to do something special this season and those three points are going to be massive regardless of just mm-hmm. the mental victory and the three points itself that's a massive goal for Arsenal and I think it was yeah, it was a top performance from a top player mm-hmm. um, but I want to talk about Specifically, uh, more of a, a sub from Arteta as well. Yeah, Martinelli was one sub, Partey was another. You, of course, have Tommy Asu as well. But Kai Havertz playing as a number nine, which is uh, a lot of fans had been calling for before the game. And he came on at half time or second half, sorry, for Eddie Nketi, who I don't think was as effective. Uh, he worked hard, but I think a lot of fans after the game, outside the ground, were kind of talking about Eddie not being up to scratch. Kai came on, kept it simple, effective down the middle. What do you think of his performance? Is he Arteta's secret weapon as a striker? That's the title. Um yeah. I well, f- firstly, those four names you mentioned were all Arteta subs. Yeah, Partey plays the ball, knocked down by Tomiyasu, 
laid off by Havertz. Finished by Martinelli. Oh, yeah, unbelievable. <laughs> What's he doing there? <laughs> um, so, you know, we have to credit the, the manager. And I think, you know, a lot of people have, have questioned Arteta's substitutes uh, over the years. I think because it's, it's a slightly easy thing to be like, he got the subs wrong when you lose. It's like, well, <laughs> it's just like, okay. There's nothing, you, how can you counter that? So I think it's, it's quite an easy thing to say. What I, what I have felt is he's been slow to react. And that was the most exciting part. Doku comes on, immediately makes the change immediately like you know, yeah. it, it wasn't a it was just an immediate response so i was really pleased with that habits in particular look um i think i said i think i said this on the instant reaction in many ways i feel as though he his actions are simplified at center forward when someone has no confidence they're not gonna make a beautiful piece of art on a blank canvas because they're just they don't know they just go well i haven't got anything when they have no confidence, what you need to do is restrict it and say, can you color in the lines? Can you do this? And they're like, yeah, yeah well, I can do that. Right, right. So you want to color in the lines. Okay, great. Can you then put that, can you take this art and take it over there? Yeah, I can do that. And you give simple actions. Then eventually you go, right, okay, now the, you have the free reign. Now you've got your confidence back, you've got free reign. And I think at center forward, he has more clarified actions. So he has he, he's just got to go, right, I'm the person who Raya's playing the ball to. I'm the person I've got to lay it off. I've got to hold the centre-backs and move the centre-backs. I've got, a, it's similar to, to the wing. You have three options as a winger. Retain the ball, give it back, drive at the defender. Maybe maybe pass it. Your actions yeah. are simplified. There's not, once you're a central midfielder, you turn, you could do anything. You could you could pass it back, pass it sideways, go forward, go back, try step up, whatever. You, there's so many things you could do, but as a winger, you are restricted. So I think that's similar with centre forward. So I think it's it's a clarifying of his of his role and action that helps with him as centre forward at the moment. I do believe eventually he will be able to play mid midfield in a more effective way. Uh, mm. So I do believe a lot of it is about confidence. But um, but yeah, I, I I was really pleased with his performance. He just kept it simple, as you said. It, but it was for me that's the key. It's simplifying Habits' actions. Right, Kai, you're coming on. Here's what I need you to do: stand here, do that, pass that off, running behind. Done. I don't use, I don't need you to do anything else. And then that's really simple, and, and I think it really helps. I also think playing as a nine, he looked more natural in terms of just automatic. Everything was automatic. It was all automations. Yeah. It was like I'll get the ball. And he said, "Yes, I know. What I'm, I know what I'm doing." And it's because he's done it before. Playing as a left number eight, it's adapting to a new role. And I think maybe Mikel's throwing him in a bit too soon to just start games straight away there. But then, of course, with Rice not being able to play there with party injury, you know, it, it makes sense why. But then I, I think in terms of, you know, even in terms of where he thrives the most for Arsenal, even in this game, I think it was more towards the right-hand side. Mm -hmm. Runs in, in that area. He just looks more natural there. And I think for Mikel Arteta, it's about understanding if I'm going to make this guy number eight, it needs to be a more gradual process. He can't be just thrown into it and expecting to, you know, perform at the same level of a player last year that was very good in Granit Xhaka. Yeah. Uh, but I think as a striker, he gives Arsenal a different way of just playing in terms of, you know, even after we scored, there was that moment where he kind of slowed the ball down Went back all the way. We started Raya again and he goes long again and behind. And City were just more defensively weary when he was on the pitch. He was causing him issues. And I think that's now two games against City playing as a nine, which is causing him issues. I think as of right now, in this current version of this Arsenal team, which is very important to say, I think nine is probably his best role. Or maybe on the right-hand side where Odegaard plays. But again, Odegaard's not going to get taken out of that role anytime soon, as we can see. So, you know, we'll talk about that. But I think in terms of midfield itself, Thomas Partey, on the bench or came off the bench fantastic performance Declan Rice what a performance let's start off with Rice wow I mean the, the, the tackle 
in the second half. I was an all. I mean, that, that's that's what a stadium waits for. Those moments of just don't know how he does it on that one knee. It's, it's so satisfying. It's just yeah, it's it's amazing. Talk to me. Incredible. Thanks for checking out the Canon podcast. To hear the full episode, sign up as a YouTube member on this channel or go to patreon.com forward slash the Pod. Sports Social Podcast Network.